I'm Rosa. I manage the BMA's Wellbeing Support Services, which includes our counselling service and our peer support service. The peer support service offers those seeking support a safe and reflective space to discuss whatever issue may be concerning them, personal or professional. The emotional support is provided by another doctor, someone who's likely to understand the context and the challenges that doctors may face. And they come from a mix of um, backgrounds and a mix of medical specialties. So I see my role as a peer supporter as being available for colleagues, and that's colleagues right across the spectrum, from students through to practicing doctors to even retired doctors, being available for a conversation. My whole career has really been around supporting people. Doctors should have someone to talk to. I think it's good for everyone. You don't have to just be in trouble. So it's almost like a a benevolent friend in a way. Some of the experiences are very similar, things that I've been through or in other situations, it's something that I can totally relate to. So I think sometimes it's just even just that validation of being able to tell someone that, yes, that does happen, unfortunately, and it is rubbish. I've obviously had plenty of colleagues in in trouble, and I certainly had quite important experiences in that respect personally. So that's what motivated me to become a peer supporter. There is a a great lack in the structure itself to support doctors, uh, and we're just picking up the pieces in a very small way. My role is as a colleague, certainly somebody who should be unbiased and happy to help uh, support somebody, particularly the emotional focus, really. It's people who Ah, oh, I know where you're coming from because I've I've been there, I've been working in that, and I know just the sort of environment you're talking about. So people have that sense of, yes, they do know what I'm talking about. Sometimes doctors don't find it easy to speak about challenges they may be facing or they may feel there's a stigma around it. But also there's the issue of confidentiality, whatever they might be experiencing, they might be concerned about raising that. There might be a fear of judgment or repercussion and our services have that confidentiality. It's important because those people who phone in can really, at the end, appreciate how much opportunity they've been given to regain some control over their life. There was um, a, a, a GP who had time off and he said, I'm not sure whether I want to go back to this. He was really ringing to explore the options and opportunities and almost, I think, to get permission to reconsider his continuing professional life. So I think I gave him the space to explore the options and possibilities and give him some things of his own to reflect on. And even after one telephone call he was like yeah I do I'm I'm a lot clearer now with what what are my options. I had a call from someone who was considering whether to try and retain a license to practice. I think I managed to walk him down the choices to the point where he decided himself that he would stay on the register but not retain a license to practice. But I think it was the first time he'd spoken to a colleague about that in many years. And I think there was something there about the sounding board. 
it was um, concern about his identity. They were often stress and uh, doubts about what people were doing, this sort of um, imposter syndrome. You know, am I doing the right thing? Am I going in the right direction? There was also the growing interpersonal strife, troubles with colleagues, and that's always been a major theme throughout. I've had a lot of people maybe talking about maybe failing exams as a profession. We're often the ones that are doing well at school and then we fly through and there's lots of successes. So I think lots of the conversations I've had with people is about struggling with the idea of having failed and feeling like that means that they are no longer capable to be a good doctor or won't be able to be a good doctor. I think we're very good at medical school being trained how to pass exams and how to tick the boxes that are necessary for our training. But I think sometimes there's a sort of humanity to medicine that you can't quite get your head around until you experience it. You know, seeing your first patient die or maybe seeing an incident where you feel like something could have happened that was a bit different and you rethink that in your head and go, what if I'd done this? What if I'd done that? Would have the outcome have been differently? Sometimes people think that it has to be something really traumatic that they've experienced in order to seek support. And so I'm keen for people to seek support early rather than when things build up and become bigger problems. If it's affecting you, then it's important to seek some support. The conversations I have with callers, I very much feel like they would have benefited from calling sooner. And I've had a few people that it sounded like they're almost at crisis point. So I want people to know that this service is available and that they can call a little bit sooner and don't think about it too much. Don't overthink it. Don't worry about it. All I can say is those people who have rung the service, everyone has felt to some degree relief, understanding, somebody's heard them. And they have some idea of what they might be doing next. I know, I know there's a little American quote, which is, you know, all champions have mentors. You don't have to be a high achiever. I think everyone can benefit from talking to someone in a, in a constructive way. We're here. You want to chat. Things can get better. The peer support service is open to all doctors and medical students in the UK. So you don't need to be a BMA member. Call 0330 123 1245 at any time to request the peer support service.